Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. Think is print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Thank you for tuning in. Today we have the Dangerous World podcast with us. That's Ryan and Brandon here to drop some info, some truth bombs, answer some questions, you know, the things we like to get into on this podcast and more. Uh, as always, I have my co-host Jameson P and my other co-host who uh, he's kind of part-time after his weekend <laughs> antics. We might be thinking about cutting him. We don't know yet. I'm hey, not I sure. Do I'll have to send a report to HR, but his name is Adam. He's also here. So, yeah, we just kind of start off with our guests by, look at you, you're knocking the lights off. We start off with our guests by asking, you know, like, what was the first conspiracy that you kind of were awakened to, right? What was your first kind of realization moment that you had that led to this road? I mean, either or answer go ahead first but and then maybe if you guys want to also you know how that led into this podcast oh yeah man no well first of all mark thanks for having us on uh dangerous world podcast um really really thankful to just to hop on have a have a fun chat man but um for me brandon and i were actually together uh, on the first uh conspiracy uh my dad set up this elaborate uh, Easter Bunny invasion to our house. Uh, you remember that, Brandon? Like, <laughs> just like it was yesterday, dude, man. The Easter Bunny footprints. And my dad is so good at selling this stuff, especially to us. He was like, holy shit, you guys. There was a giant rabbit that came into our house. He painted like with green chalk on the floor, uh, you know, hopping up the driveway, hopping into the house. And there's green footprints on the walls and like all this stuff. And we're freaking <laughs> out about it. And, you know, he sold it, dude. And so we thought legit like a, a freaking like a cryptid, like a Bigfoot type of an animal just ran into our house and gave us a bunch of, of candy, uh, you know, arguably, uh, you know, kind of contributing to like the big pharma, you know, giving us diabetes at an early age and things like that. But, um, you know, 9-11 was another big one, too, um, just kind of sucking us into this idea that you guys. You guys met in uh, high school, right? So that happened when you were in college, the whole Easter Bunny thing? or We're, we're, we're cousins, actually, man. And I'll, I'll tell you, just to give you another, another spin to this, I, oh. I think I think the okay, government, because okay. I, I remember it being St. Patrick's Day, I think the government came in and did some did some shit on my brain to make me think that, I'll be honest. No, no, uh, my, mine, uh, yeah, so 9-11 goes along with it. Peter, <laughs> Peter Joseph's uh, zeitgeist, though, 
was a one that was like made super available to us. And this was also at the time where I was like kind of leaving my religion anyways. And Zeitgeist attacks a whole bunch of stuff. You got the economic stuff, the warfare and the religious. Yeah. Um, So that was that was the one for me. And by the way, that was right when I was out of the military and getting back into pot. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, but that intro, that trippy ass like. Oh, dude. Yeah. It just bombs dropping. and stuff. yeah, yeah. So so that 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 dragged me in. I ended up being the, (laughs) the skeptic to all these conspiracy theories. But but that's that's what kind of brings us together on this topic i think yeah okay so you guys are cousins i didn't realize that so you guys are cousins and the easter bunny what made you realize like the the, your dad put on you know (laughs) one of your dads was it your dad brandon or your dad ryan put on my dad uh, parade the you know the charade of the rabbit what clued you guys off to that well uh so (laughs) he had us going (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. He had yeah. us going, man. In all honesty, I mean, with, with the with the Easter Bunny stuff, it's something that you grow out of, like at a certain time. I think I forget what comedian it is. If it's Louis C.K., there's like a direct correlation of like a, a a kid that believes in Santa Claus versus like you know when that when you start sucking dick, like you believe in Santa Claus versus like you, like you either believe in Santa Claus or you suck dick. Right. So and this is like the whole thing where, you know, at a certain age, we just realized, you know, we realized that okay, we wanted yeah. to suck dick. So we just stopped yeah. believing and we just. Yeah. And we started the podcast just to get into all that stuff. But no, I mean, with with 9-11, that's that's probably realistically for me, the the actual thing where it's like, OK, something's not right here. There's a lot of money that's being exchanged for for some interesting shit. Uh, you know, and then you that that gets you down the rabbit hole, right? Yep. Where you start seeing like, okay, nine eleven was allowed to happen, Pearl Harbor was allowed to happen, Gulf of Tonkin, um, all these other instances where it's like, okay, like the government has the power to to uh, really stop these you know monumental events from happening, and then like when you look into JFK. There's some crazy shit going on with that too. So uh, that that is what got me down the, the whole thing. And even in the skeptics' mindset, that it is the way to explain how consp- why conspiracy theorists believe what they do. The 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 way that if you believe in one conspiracy theory, your the way the way that you think about the rest of the world and the way that you give credence to other conspiracy theories, it just leads it adds on top of it. And that, that have, happened to me. That, yeah, yeah, I feel that. I, I feel that. Same. It just opens your mind to it. Yeah, like I mean, we, well, we can we can even talk yeah. about that. But in my mind, it actually is a, a, a an indicator to the opposite that if you it, it, it says something about your brain working a particular way, if you believe in half the crazy shit that we talk about here. But there's a whole big community, which we're very, very proud to be a part of um, that sees it the exact opposite, that sees it as a, uh, a, a that does see it as a domino effect, a, a kind of cascade, if you will. Yeah. So 9-11, the Zeitgeist movie, very cool wake-up points. I, I definitely resonate with that. I think 9-11, looking back, I was a little young when it happened, but looking back, you know, it, it definitely raised a lot of questions. So <clears throat> Bigfoot, what do you guys think? Is Bigfoot flesh and blood? Do you think he's interdimensional? Do you think he came off of a UFO ship? You guys have done a lot of podcasts. <laughs> uh, have you talked about uh, Sasquatch or any cryptids in any episodes? I just think that Bigfoot is Or do blurry. you think he's not real at all? 
I just think that he is blurry. Like he What's just that? walks around being blurry. You know, that's why he's, he's always out of focus. <laughs> just that's his, his, his general disposition. Out of focus areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, have so, you seen the ring? The original yeah. ring? Like when they take the photos of the people and their faces oh, yeah. are blurry and then they make fun of it in a scary <laughs> yeah. movie? No, real, real quick, no no belief in Sasquatch myself. I got a, I got a girlfriend's kid who is onto it and watches that fucking show like no, no one else's business. But Ryan, I'm sure you have a different uh, different conclusion about that. Ah, oh, man. We did we did a, a cryptozoology uh, episode a while a while ago too. We had actually like a crypto uh Crypto Olympics. Uh, yeah, Crypto Olympics where we like picked like who do you want out of all these crypto cryptos uh to, to be fighting against each other, who do you think is gonna win? But Well, like how cool of a video game would that be? Like Mortal Kombat's been done twenty times, but it's like what if you had like Chupacabra, Bigfoot, Sasquatch or uh fucking Loch Ness, you know, all these animals and they fought each other and you could yeah. pick them in video games. So for me, man, dude, cool. Bigfoot There'd be is so one many of characters. Them. Yeah, yeah, and and there was one. There's some Japanese ones that it's just like, dude, how do you think of this stuff? You know, and to me, the cryptozoology stuff is fascinating. Uh, Bigfoot, ah, man, I think honestly, I to me, it probably is a man in a suit, you know, fucking around, but. Um, if if it was a real thing, he would be interdimensional. It would be something from a parallel universe okay. that that kind of just leaked into our into our reality. All right, so we got one point for not real. We got one point for agnostic, but leaning towards the interdimensional. <laughs> Good I'm answer. agnostic on a lot of that shit. What man, about man. So, yeah? Yeah, how about aliens? To to what do you think, Brandon? Aliens are they from? Yeah, so so Fermi's paradox I, I, has. I just wanna. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say Fermi's Fermi's paradox okay. has something to say about this, right? This is the a statistician in the early twentieth uh, century uh, who talked about the fact that look, there probably are a shit ton of extra pla- uh, extra solar planets, meaning planets that are not in our solar system but revolve around other stars. Uh, Since the 90s, the Hubble telescope has been able to not directly see, but done a pretty good job at seeing that there are uh, a whole bunch of stars that have planets following, uh, circling around them, very similar to our, our system. And with the fact that there are that many stars, even if you say that half of these stars have planets around them, and then you factor in all of the 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 Goldilocks factors that have to that scientists say that have to go in to creating life, at least as we know it. Um, it's it's almost statistically impossible that there is uh, that there is not some form of other life form out there. I mean, we're we're screwing around in this in this solar system, looking at trying to look at Europa real close, you know. So, uh, but but. Yeah. Uh, I think what I'll also come down on again as the skeptic is that we have not had any direct in, uh, interaction with aliens, I would say at all. So that, that's that's me. That's a good. Uh, okay. That's that's similar. Now, Go ahead. To qualify it a little bit, I guess the the question I I should have clarified was, I I get the Fermi's paradox. So you're more of a they're out there, but they're purely physical if they are out there. Uh, but what I'm kind of asking is, do you think they're physical? Do you think they're like same thing with Bigfoot interdimensional? Or do you think that it's possible that aliens are like some kind of spiritual entity? What's your what's your guess on that physical, spiritual, interdimensional or 
what about what about here's another option what if it's us supposedly from the future or something there is That's no good one, it's just us it's just us <laughs> That's a good something you're, you're actually talking know. to for brandon here at least you're talking to someone who doesn't believe in the spirit uh and doesn't actually think that they're like trans-dimensional Transdimensional travel has nothing has no care about whether our particles stay together or not. Like people think wonder about what would happen if you fall into a black hole. Guess what? You would separate, motherfucker. You are nothing. You spaghettify. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To that to that black hole. That's how that's how I see it. And that there, there's there's no real measurable interaction at all. Uh, any kind of metaphysics that you want between the interaction of aliens on other worlds and and here. But Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean. With aliens, man, it's it, it's such a tough thing for me because when everyone was not believing in aliens, this is when I'm like all in on aliens. I'm like, dude, aliens are real. They come here like all the time. They fuck with rednecks and they probe them and they do all this stuff. But now we're seeing that the White House and the Pentagon is talking about, hey, aliens are real and we have a lot of footage about them. Yeah, cue in Project Blue Beam at this point. Right to where there's all this chaos going on. Elon Musk has launched like 30,000 plus satellites into the air, uh, which isn't mainstream news. And this can essentially paint the sky as like a projector, right? Like, you know, there's talks of major uh, corporations in the United States creating advertising in the sky. And how shitty would that be, man? Like, if you're out, like, you're camping or you're hunting. And you look up, you're going outside, you're drunk as fuck, and you're like taking a piss, looking up at the sky, just trying to zone out, and you see a Coca-Cola ad in the in the sky. You know what I mean? That's where they can get you Very even when... Oh, man. Dude, that's when they can get you even when you're off the grid, so to speak. Those fucking polar bears. Yeah, dude. And it's yeah. it's it's terrifying, man. So like that that the the possibilities could be benevolent, they could be could be horrible too. Um man. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I think aliens game. are real, though. Go ahead, man. I, I, I can, uh, I could definitely, definitely relate with that. Like, I have a similar kind of arc of like super interested, and then as soon as it became really mainstream and like government, like uh, authority, you know, there was a stamp of approval from yeah. the U.S. government on all these alien photos and videos. I was like, all right, now there's the red flag because. I'm always, you know, suspicious of authority, but yeah, I, I tend to think that it's possible that they're interdimensional. That's, that's where I've gone with it since then. And I'm thinking that maybe it's more like an interdimensional entity that people have been, you know, using weird metaphysical cult religious practices to interact with these beings for like forever. And now they're just kind of like sci-fi overlay they give it like a sci-fi overlay whereas in the past it would have been like oh these are the egyptian gods you know and now they're people have technology they're like oh let's you know make the gods technological too you know oh yeah. so that that's kind of where i come at it but i also you know this kind of brings us into 2020 with 2016 you know <clears throat> I remember Hillary Clinton was talking about, uh, you know, she had John Podesta on her team and they were talking about this whole to the stars Academy thing and, mm. and releasing the files about aliens and, you know, getting down to this and, and what happened? Trump wins, Hillary loses and none of that stuff happened. So in my opinion, I think, you know, maybe this can lead into what we're going to talk about with COVID is 
I think that since that whole project blue beam agenda 21 plan didn't go off like they wanted it to with Hillary, you know, in control for the four years up to the great junction of 2020. Now they had to like speed it up and do it all this year with this whole, you know, COVID hoax and the, you know, virus scare and all this stuff. It's kind of taking on the role that Project Bluebeam was going to take on, but just from a pharmaceutical angle rather than a military industrial, like deep space, you know, space force angle. And I, Trump <laughs> created the space force. Maybe, you know, maybe it, that was still yeah, it's always a, sketchy to me. Well, maybe that was the plan all along was Hillary's going to start a new space thing and Trump just did it, but without the blue project blue beam stuff. I mean, not to, you know, make Trump out to be a good guy. I don't think he's good. I don't think he's bad, but I, I just, I don't, you know, I don't want to heroicize him either. But. What, what, what about, can I, can I ask your, your guys' input on this? It was from earlier this month, actually, this former Israeli space security chief saying that extra, extraterrestrials yeah. do exist and that Trump fucking knows about it, that there's this galactic federation, this uh, Haim yeah. Ished. I don't wow. know if I should put more phlegm that in that. In, but, that was in like an Israeli newspaper, right? Something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. So is there. Yeah. So. We, we go back and forth on whether Trump is, is part of the deep state, has been dragged into it, whether he was part of it in the first place. Can I ask your guys' – I'm used to being the one to ask questions. Sorry, Mark. But can I ask all your guys' op no, opinion on that no. just on face value here? Back, back in 2016, that's definitely what I thought. I was totally a Bernie bro, to be honest. And like <laughs> uh, at, at, at the election, I ended up voting for Gary Johnson. So it's like I all along told – myself that this guy is in on it because he the one thing i always thought about was he donated to hillary's campaign he was a democrat his whole life you know and you know, i don't know he's he was very i mean he is very wealthy and those guys need the government to be in that sort of wealth and power stance you know because they pay off the government to get uh benefits for them so that that's what always sketched me out so but now i really had no choice but to support him and whatever he's doing now because it's just craziness yeah with with trump and and space force i think it's more about cyberspace rather than outer space and they try to kind of romanticize it and make it look like it's outer space like we're going to be fighting aliens but i think it's more about cyberspace and like hacking because um, that's what warfare is like we've talked about this before like the modern warfare video game should be a bunch of nerds sitting at computers seeing who can hack the quickest it's not about grenade launching and laser fighting and stuff um so i you know i i i think it's more about cyber warfare um and then real quick man i just wanted to circle back yeah. to the alien thing and i wanted to get your opinion mark and jameson and adam um I heard this on, on I think it might have been Joe Rogan, but like, you know, it, aliens could be absolutely existing around us and we just cannot see them. We don't have the capability to recognize them, similar to like an ant well, walking on the ground and you wave your hand over the ant yeah, and they carry on, carry on about their day. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's a great uh, analogy for it. I would put it even deeper. It's almost like, 
like they they might i mean i i don't think brandon believes in ghosts but maybe ryan does uh i think it might be something like a ghost where we can't physically perceive them with our senses but they're kind of in a dimension that exists above ours you know so they can yeah. kind of reach been between the veil uh with their you know higher capacity of of sensory perception you know they can obviously sense that and us I agree with that. I think that's where the kind of shapeshifter stuff comes in. I'm I'm somebody who believes everything until I'm proven otherwise. I think that's kind of what happened to me to circle back to a previous question is just like I I kind of just believe everything until I find evidence to show me otherwise. Like when you asked about Trump, you know, I saw unprecedented hatred for a president normally the media would kiss the president's ass so that made me think twice like oh maybe i could support this guy and you know until he proves me otherwise i'm gonna keep supporting him you know because he's been unlike any other president i've seen and then to the the whole uh galactic federation thing that's really interesting because i you know i heard that news story but i don't know if you guys are aware there's a book um, that was written in the 1800s called the Urantia Foundation or the Urantia Chronicles or maybe just the Urantia spelled U-R-A-N-T-I-A and basically what it is is it's channeled you know automatic writing but it was written in the 1800s and it's this whole saga I mean the page the book's probably a thousand pages and it's full of information on this so-called galactic federation and not only do they talk about the galactic federation in the 1800s they talk about mm. like space flight they talk about different like the theory of relativity but they didn't use those words they use different words to kind of describe something like that and this is all coming from some random you know guy who who channeled it and had automatic writing just wrote it all, wrote it all down and and he died shortly after and some people who found his work you know because he was just he never even published it but whoever found it after he died made a foundation that was like yeah we got to keep this book alive because it's obviously some kind of weird you know thing it's talking about all this space stuff and at the time they were like what is going on they barely knew what meteors were back then you know they were just starting to get a really good grasp on the planets and whatnot you know people were still being burned at the stake for astronomy in the you know 1700s maybe not the 1800s but but yeah so that book is interesting. And as to the Israeli government or anything coming out of Israel, I also am pretty skeptical. So I don't know. That yeah. might just be more Project Bluebeam stuff. But I well, believe aliens even... could be hiding in plain sight. They made Men in Black for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, it's not even it's not even just the 1800s. I mean, you know, how easy is it to conspe to conceal? space travel uh the farther you go back in time like you know there's the hieroglyphics in egypt that are talking about or that that kind of seem to be referencing space travel and and technology that's just not known in our history books but you know how fucking easy it'd be to keep that a secret from all of those people all those slaves and all of the 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 masons and all of the workers the the brewers and all the stuff that were uh, you know, the mainstream people that were actually uh, credited with building the, the city or the, the empire of Egypt 
and Rome and all these other things. But it'd be really easy to keep that information away from them. It's like, hey, we're going up to space, but there's no Internet. There's no cameras for anyone to prove it. Right. So, I mean, uh, to me, that who knows how long we've been messing around in space and who knows if we have even really gotten up there. You know, so it's just such a, a crazy conversation. It's one of those things you can drive yourself crazy thinking about. Like for me, I don't think that we've been to the moon personally. Um, maybe we have. If we have, the the footage isn't real. That's a hundred percent fact, in my opinion. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about the moon landing and space travel, but uh, there's some fishy gotta, shit going on there. We gotta add that. We gotta add that to our lists of questions because that's kind of why I asked the alien question. The Sasquatch question kind of just came out of nowhere, but because <laughs> it is such a broad topic with so many different like angles you can have. You know, some people don't believe in them. Some people believe like the Fermi paradox, and then you can expand on that all the way up until you believe that your next door neighbor is an alien who's shape shifting and you yeah. just can't see him. You know, there are huge levels to it. And I, Brandon, I appreciate you being here because sometimes, you know, with a podcast like my family thinks I'm crazy, we can kind of get off the rails pretty Sorry fast. to be your family. So yeah, yeah. It's nice. <laughs> What's that? I said, so I'm sorry that I'm acting like your family here, but. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. You're a part of the family now. No. But uh, yeah, so the alien thing, you know, that that does kind of gauge where you guys are at. And uh, and I guess that brings us to Kobe Bryant. What do you guys think about Kobe Bryant's death? Do you think it was an assassination? Do you think that there was a cult? Because. I mean, for anyone who isn't aware and the listeners don't know, um, <clears throat> Kobe died, obviously, in the beginning of this year. It was a big tragedy, helicopter crash. His daughter was there with him. Mm -hmm. um, but afterwards, a couple of conspiracy podcasts that I really love, uh, Tinfoil Hat, The Higher Side Chats, had a couple guests on that were kind of showing the symbolism and the weird coincidences that surrounded Kobe Bryant's death, like the fact that the helicopter crashed in Calabasas, which is the 33rd County of yeah. California, and it's on the 33rd parallel. And, you know, I, I might, you know, the numerical stuff is hard to remember, so I'm not going to get too far into that. But, you know, there's a lot of weird, strange coincidences. Then you consider the the Black Mamba brand was in some kind of uh, legislative dispute with a pharmaceutical company that yep. wanted to use the Black Mamba logo and that likeness in their, you know, ad campaign. And Kobe was very against that. And then you consider, you know, what happened after he died with this big pharma rollout. You know, that's kind of where I'm at. Um with it you know why i think kobe's death was weird it's just those few points i was able to rattle off and there's more but what do you guys think i mean did you did you hear any conspiracies when that came out were you aware of that stuff and and do you think that there's more to the story than just his helicopter crashing just to put some fire in your loins here guys again as the skeptic here i i, I do fall back on on occam's razor which we have on this podcast come to call Abraham's Blazer. Is yep. that what the last one we, we called? Anyways, that that one says that as as weird as shit might seem, the easiest thing to do and a lot of the times the best thing to do is to just lay back on the thing that requires the fewest, the explanation for whatever phenomenon, phenomenon, uh, yeah, phenomenon that requires the fewest moving parts 
and uh, helicopters crash is is just generally my explanation. I know that that writes off a whole bunch of shady shit and and seeming coincidences that you guys are going to talk about, and I know that that's why my my cousin's gonna gonna lay into me here now. Well, no, man. I mean, so there's there's <laughs> a lot of a lot of shady stuff. Uh, Mark, you mentioned a lot of like his legal stuff going on, but we know that these lizard people they love their symbology their symbolism they love this stuff right so if you remember he kobe bryant died on january 26th there was also a very very large event going on that day known as the nfl pro bowl okay now the pro bowl it's the nfc all the all-stars the badasses in the nfc versus the badasses in the afc those are the two uh separate leagues that are that combined to to make the nfl the final score on the same day that kobe died was 33 nfc to 38 afc and if you translate these numerologically uh 33 is kobe and 38 is death so kobe death in the same day that he died, I was watching the Pro Bowl when I found out that Kobe died. So you notice that soccer doesn't play into this at all because you can't make much out of one and two and zero. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So real football, like football, North American football, <laughs> there, there's something to be said there, dude. And you know, this is right oh, before I think you know it what was. The... Is interesting. Go ahead. I, you know, sorry to cut you off, but what's interesting about Brandon's point is soccer, the MLS, I mean, as far as I know, is a much older game than football and baseball. Soccer has been played internationally, right? I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Poor people play pop I soccer. Do know yeah, that yeah. Football and baseball have Freemasonic origins. Of so course, that dude. That is exactly why soccer wouldn't have those numerical values but football and baseball would because it was created by people who intended on having those synchronicities involved i mean that's what the whole show of it is not to mention all the rituals they do yeah alex jones outside of the super bowl yeah (laughs) the halftime super bowls they are have they've gotten progressively satanic ever since uh justin timberlake pulled out janet jackson's titty and you know what I mean? That was my favorite halftime show ever. But then they've gotten more and more worse. I mean, J-Lo was wearing Baphomet on her body in, in this last one. You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, let that sink in, dude. 33, which is a Masonic number, 33 to 38. Uh, again, Kobe, death. And that's what this translates to, uh, you know, in numerology. Um, getting back to what you were saying, Mark, about the uh, the the Freemason uh, ties to in this case, football, seven, which is thought to be a lucky number, it's actually a very unlucky number, right? And then six is arguably one of the numbers of the devil. I think he's got four and six. He's got like two of the fucking uh, single digits. Um, so, you know, six yeah, or seven. too many numbers. Somebody needs to. <laughs> yeah, dude. Somebody needs and to so... do something about that. <laughs> Jesus should have copyrighted that motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, dude. Jesus should have came in and taken like one through nine. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is, dude. I'm sorry I cut you off, Mark. Go ahead. No, it's all right. I, we're definitely, for those who don't know, we're uh, we're dealing with a delay cross-country podcast here. So there is a little delay we're working with, but that's all right. Yeah. I'm happy you guys can make it happen <laughs> out there in the desert or the mesas. But uh, yeah, the other interesting thing about Kobe is uh, Kobe has 
the name Kobe because his parents, you know, named him Kobe for whatever reason. It's a weird name, right? Not a common name, Kobe, but it's a type of beef, right? Kobe beef is uh, a type of beef and it comes from Japan, right? So interesting about that is if you look at the word Kobe for Kobe beef in Hebrew, it's the same word as COVID. It's literally the word COVID in Hebrew, it's spelled COVID. So, you know, after Kobe is assassinated, you have this, you know, COVID popping up and, and obviously COVID-19, 19 coming from 2019. So it was around before he was killed or died, you know, tragically, whether you're talking to Brandon or Ryan, that may differ, but um, <clears throat> basically, you know, it, the the weirdness stacks up you know so that gets can, us into covid can, can i ask real quick because there is a lot of uh, symbology behind uh, uh symbology rife throughout all of these real quick i don't see it achieving anything do you know what i mean do, do what what is the metaphysics that is achieved by getting some symbology going if 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 anyone has a, a quick answer for that Metaphysically, they have to let you know what's going on. I've heard that. I've heard that. I think what it is, is it's almost like uh, another language that you have to speak in order to get these intentions across using the subconscious language of symbology, because the subconscious takes in symbols whether you're registering them or not that's what subconscious is you know it's happening subconsciously below the surface of your conscious awareness so yes when you look at them on the surface a symbol might not seem very potent but when you consider its subconscious value then it might make more sense how these things are spells right so in order for a spell to work <clears throat> the spell needs to have intention behind it so a good way to get a spell to be more powerful is to have a lot of people's intention on it you know that's why witches work in covens and they do these little magic drum circles and dance around to make their you know energy get raised up higher and higher so when they use these kind of symbolic language things that they put in the media just enough so we're comfortable with them zombies vampires werewolves all these themes that obviously i don't believe in zombies i don't believe in vampires but those are a part of our culture for a reason because those are ideas that represent a symbol a zombie to me i see a zombie i see somebody who is a, a a perfect consumer a mindless consumer yeah. of media you know a zombie <laughs> yeah, is kind yeah. of someone who just goes through their life without uh any aspirations for higher consciousness or or evolving their intelligence you know and uh and that's what they want they want people to be zombified you know but um you know that's that's kind of the language of the symbology and it gets deeper than that from ladders to stairs to colors you know all the household items are symbols colors are symbols numbers are symbols so on their own they mean nothing but when you combine them in a certain pattern that is this language you're able to cast these spells to a larger audience and keep that audience unaware of what's going on i think that's that's what i see it as 
you know that's how i interpret it but also i've heard the whole thing is like oh well they need people to see it you know in order for their karma to not be affected that's i don't really i don't think you can i was gonna say i've i've seen somebody say that's a whole part of satanism is like you have to somehow have like a symbol that you show that you're a part of it like in plain sight sort of thing you know that's why people make connections to like logos and stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah they call them sigils right so you put intent you put energy behind a sigil like so the nike swoosh that's a sigil uh cnn's logo that's a sigil all this stuff is a sigil i mean mark you said a lot of of stuff right there that made me kind of go off on a tangent but um like the the energy behind colors i don't know if you've heard the theory that purple isn't a real color uh, like, you know, anytime we see something purple, it has a lot of deeper meaning behind it. And purple is the color of royalty. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, the, the family of England, the, the house of Windsor, their color's purple. And there's this theory that purple, it's just like empty space. It's static. Anytime you see purple. So I don't know how accurate that is. I don't know if you've heard anything about that, Mark. There's big purple rearing its head in our, our political bullshit again, man. Well, dude, that, that's you, the thing, too. Prince, Prince with purple rain and stuff like that. I mean, like purple, there's a lot of, of uh, a lot of significance behind that color and that energy that that is the like the aura of purple. How do you make purple with red and blue red republicans blue yeah. democrats put them together they're all the same they're all working for the royalty yeah no i haven't heard that about purple but i do want to look into that it would make sense to me because when you consider that purple represents also your third eye and that <clears throat> third eye go. when you get to that level um you're able to sense non-physical reality you know, you're able to perceive non-physical reality through your third eye. So when you say like purple isn't a color that kind of brings to mind like an invisible realm, these people are like the gatekeepers between humans and the other realm. They want us to be, you know, unaware of our souls, unaware of our spirit so that we can't have that power that they have, that they use over us. So purple symbolizing that realm they would probably laud it over us like that by using it in their own crests and shields so yeah there's definitely stock in that man i i definitely appreciate that bit of information i'm going to look into that but um another you know thing you i said when you stepped away was about like covid and kobe being similar words and having similar uh root meanings uh, well, not similar, but they, you know, sound the same. When you take the Hebrew word for Kobe, it's actually mm-hmm. like COVID, right? Kobe yeah. beef, and Kobe's named after beef. But you know, Kobe kind of kicked off this whole COVID thing. What do you guys think? Do you think it's a hoax? Do you think that there's a virus, or do you think there's no virus and it's all made up, or do you think there's an actual virus but it's overblown? You know what? What are you guys' stance on COVID? What do you What are you guys talking about? COVID. What, what? Sorry. What? What is this? Well, yeah, I'm gonna let Brandon go first on this because I'm going to let him say his thing, and then I'm just going to obliterate what he says. So go ahead, Brandon. As a, as a, true to form, true to form. Yeah, yeah. No, guys. I I was the one earlier on. Um, I think in March when we started this up, thinking, uh, what is it? I'm worried. Uh, I'm concerned, but not scared, kind of thing. And then Ryan, as most of the polls will show. He belongs to the group that was super uh, concerned about it. 
where I think like it was like four or five weeks later after the first shutdowns happening, that group then became the most yeah. skeptical of it saying, no, 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 don't, don't do this. I think it was because they realized, oh yeah, we have an election coming up here in a little bit. This might affect things yeah. for a president that hasn't broken 50% approval rate, but it is just, it is just as it is. And the way that people, the conspiracy theorists around that, around this have added to it and have said, Look, you're never going to find the real truth about this because they're because they're so good at hiding it. It gets you into this tautology of epistemology, right? Where you you are then saying you just can't disprove things, in which case we don't have anything to talk about. I mean, theories, statement, true true statements, or statements of truth about the way that the world works, they carry with them the assumption that. Okay, but if this thing shows itself to be true, then my idea is false. And I just I just see too many outs for that. I see too many of the vanilla style conspiracy theorist mindset going into the the types of things that we've we've heard about. I mean, a lot of people were walking around talking about the sound of COVID, but not even knowing what COVID stood for, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so Brandon actually hit some of the things I was going to say, so fuck you. Sorry, for doing that. sorry. Fuck. But my my thing was that Brandon in the beginning he was saying this is not a big deal. I, I I would the one thing I would argue is that I don't think you were scared or concerned. They they had a plan to go to Disneyland. I was like, hey dude, like there's this weird virus that's going on. Uh, you should probably hang back and not go to Disneyland. Just like let's see what's going on. Uh, they were like, no, fuck that. Let's go. We're going to rage for this not kid's that. party. You guys can listen to the podcast and, if you want to. <laughs> and I was like, dude, don't go. Just just hang back. Relax. It's up to you. But I mean, like, you know, don't go. Disneyland gets fucking shut down right when they're about to go. And it's only been shut down like when JFK was shot and like on one other occasion. Disneyland does not shut down. Disneyland's where dreams are made. That shit does not shut down. Okay. Um, it shut down, I'm telling, you know, the whole time. And then once I start seeing the double standard for small business and large business where, you know, Walmart can stay open, but the family, uh, you know, in Tucson, we've got a lot of Mexican food. We're known for our Mexican food. The fucking burrito fucking shack down the street has to shut down because somehow COVID is so smart and it's so woke that uh, it's going to spread around in the non-essential businesses, but it's not going to spread around in these Walmart mega corporations. I heard this stat that like COVID stays on cardboard for like three weeks somehow. I don't know if that's real or not, but I heard that in the beginning. Amazon was allowed to go open and they actually like ramped up production. That's all that shit's getting shipped out in cardboard. So... You know, how are we going to see like Jeff Bezos making so much more money in these last few months when, you know, small businesses are going out? This is an attack on small business and it's to make us more of a third world country. What separates the United States from a third world country is the strong, dominant middle class. The middle class is being attacked right now and we're being conditioned to follow orders. There's a lot of predictive programming that suggests this, too. In Connecticut, COVID comes out at 9.30 p.m. at restaurants. <laughs> yep. But um, it, you're, you're at a Walmart at 9.30, dude, it's it's safe. Don't worry. COVID yep. doesn't like Walmarts. Exactly, <laughs> dude. And that's the thing, yeah, man. I like, was... we're, we're seeing this, this idea of, like, you know, smartphones, smart TVs. I didn't know that in 2020 we'd have smart viruses, too. You know what I mean? It, it, it's a... 
it's a it's an insult to how we think. And now these vaccines are getting are, are getting rolled out. Um, Fauci is heavily invested in Moderna. Pfizer is the first one to to really start cracking on shit. And uh, the FDA didn't give them a full uh, approval rating, right? There was something weird about like how they not rolled the, it out. Not the standard, but the um, the EUA, which still does have a, you got to test a shit ton of people before you get this. But it's the emergency use use authorization. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a full. Uh, approval rating from the FDA, but there is the emergency approval rating. Um, I don't know, man. There, there's something fishy going on. Us as as normal people, it's hard to to really know. Um, but I think like when you have Obama and Clinton and Bush out there saying like we'll we'll get vaccinated on live TV, man, who the fuck isn't saying that they're just not getting shot up of saline solution? You know what I mean? There, you can't get those three fucking evil neocons together and try and convince me that what they're doing is good. The other day on Facebook, my friend shared uh, something from the BBC and it was like, second second strain of COVID is uh, appearing in, in Europe. And I literally just commented, like, who cares? And, and the <laughs> thing behind that is like, we, there's so many... We, we are humans and we've gone through this so many times and like this is life and it's going to happen again and it's going to happen again and it's like now all of a sudden it's different yeah listen adam and jay can tell you i'm the first one to blow a gasket when somebody comes at me saying like oh this and that we need to worry about this this is serious i don't wear a mask if somebody tells me to put my mask on when I'm in a store, I don't shop there. That's as simple as that. I'm lucky enough to where I live in an area where there are enough grocery stores and gas stations where I can just cycle through and go to the one that lets me in. Mark, you know? Mark, and that's how I've been operating this whole year. No one's going to be able to sneeze at your height. You're in no, you're in no danger at all, my man. <laughs> yeah, sneezes fall. Yeah, no, dude, uh, that that's a great that's a listen. great point, Mark. That like we shouldn't Six support eight, everybody. <laughs> we shouldn't support these businesses that 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 tell us that we can't walk in. Um, the the difference is, you know, a lot of people are in 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 a hurry, right? So that's a tough part where. You know, this is where they're they, they know what they did. The deep state people, they've done their homework and they know like, hey, 80 percent of people driving home at like, you know, 5 p.m. or whatever. They're trying to get home. They're trying to put food on the table for their kids or trying to get their hourly, uh, you know, babysitter out so that they can just get home, feed their kids, put them to sleep, go, uh, you know, throw a finger or a dildo in their cooch and then go to bed. You know, that's what like these these people are trying to do before they have to go to work the next day. Everyone is living on a minute to minute basis. And so that's where I think a lot of of the uh, the homework from these people, they spend so much time researching our habits. Facebook has like 5000 data points on the average human being. They know how we live and they know the way to really get at us. And to make it so like, well, we don't feel like we're under attack. We feel like we're being protected. And unfortunately, a lot of people feel comfort in, in uh, you know, some overlords kind of protecting us. They don't want to be responsible for their own decisions. And I think that that, 
idea has been programmed into us from like the 50s, if not earlier. Yeah, no, I think that that feeling is very old. I think that the feeling of authority is grasped on us. I think it's an old, old thing. But yeah, I mean, I, I do my best to not wear it. And whenever I'm confronted, I just, you know, speak my mind and, and spit off as much of a fact or truth of, of, you know, what I think at that moment that person might hear and not just write me off as a crazy person and actually maybe do some research, you know, like I, I got into an argument with my family over the whole, like, Oh, are we going to do Christmas this year? And I said, I'm like, listen, if you really care, cause I know you guys don't care to do any research, but if you want, you know, to, argue with me you should at least be informed so look up dr andrew kaufman's work look up dr shiva Yerde's work look up del big tree and all the work he's done to show that vaccines are dangerous have been dangerous and anybody who doubts what i just said can go to icandecide.org and you'll find out everything you mm. need to know about vaccines and i i made stickers before covid before covid that said Thermarisol equals mercury, mercury equals poison. Because when you look at a vaccine, it has thermarisol in it. And what is thermarisol? It's just a fancy word for diluted mercury, you know, yeah. and that is a straight up poison. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about mercury. It's poisonous no matter if you take, you know, a point, 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 zero, point, one you know, parts per million of it. It doesn't matter. It's still poisonous. It has no medicinal properties or factors whatsoever. And then when you consider that not only have vaccines had a history of, you know, junk like mercury and aluminum and other poisons in them, now they're straight up not even trying to hide it, telling us all that, oh, this vaccine's different because it's an mRNA, you know, some sort of mRNA thing in the vaccine. And then you consider that Monsanto and Bayer and all these genetic modifier companies have a patent law that says that when they alter the genetics of a organism, a bioorganic matter, any bioorganic, you know, anything from a piece of seaweed to a donkey, if they genetically modify it, that's a patent that they own on that living thing. So yeah. they can patent seeds, they can patent trees, you know, whatever has a living, you know, they can patent it. So now you consider that they're going to alter your DNA. How do you know that they're not, you know, using some kind of loophole to patent and buy you and now they're going to own you? I mean, there's the whole yeah. uh, patent 06066 that's like, Bill Gates is supposedly going to measure your biometrics and based on your biometric output, you're going to be working, you know, for these Bitcoin mining computers and, yeah. you know, because Bitcoin mining computers, all they do is just, you know, run some kind of code to work this like, you know, algorithm and solve the, the Bitcoin and bind the Bitcoin, you know, and, and if they have figured out a way to apply that to your heartbeat and your, blood pumping through your body and say like oh well every time you go for a jog 
your heart's beating faster you're putting out output you're you know it's you're literally just like the rick and morty episode with the steps dude they get everyone to step and he's getting he's harvesting the energy from the stepping yeah that's what i'm talking about man yeah. they literally have that in a patent you know and that's you know that's the reality of of this is like okay you know well, think of the implications of that. They patent your DNA. Now they can choose which healthcare provider you have because they own your body, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, guys, we're heading down the path to where each breath that you take is going to be taxed. I'll be right? watching you. Everything is going to be taxed, whether you're drinking water, whether you're taking a breath, no matter what. And, and Mark, you said so much right there, dude. Like, I, I got to, like, almost write down the stuff that you say just to comment on it. Bayer has known Nazi foundation uh, ties, right? I mean, like, like Bayer goes back to the to the Third Reich. Um, I'm not sure for a hundred percent if uh, Monsanto does too, but you know, they, they get into these these ways yeah, it where it does. Okay, perfect. It seems like they would, because you know, it, it seems like what they want to do. They want to control your water, which you know, there's tons of fluoride. This goes to like the the calcification of the pineal gland and all that good stuff that we've you know heard so much about the water, the food, uh, the seeds. These uh, what do they call them? Phantom seeds or zombie seeds? Where like you can buy an apple from a grocery store and you can take the seeds out real carefully and try and germinate them, but you're not going to get a damn uh, apple tree out of those seeds. You know, uh, it, it's to completely make it so that you're dependent. And they've got the water down. They've got the food down. Now, uh, they, they just need, like, the oxygen that we breathe, and they need our thoughts. And they're pretty damn close on our thoughts. Um, I know for a fact, if you put, like, a phone next to a Spanish-speaking TV for, like, 30 minutes, you're going to start getting Spanish ads on your phone also, on Instagram. Also, you hear a lot of, goal! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll get, a, <laughs> you'll, get, you'll get a lot of shit. And, and dude, you know, it, it, it's kind of interesting. It's funny. But uh, at the same time, it's like, why do you want to know so much about what we're doing? Why do you need this information? How is that beneficial to us? Because you, as the big corporations, you're supposed to serve us. Get that idea out of your head. They're not serving us, right? They're, they're, they're serving themselves. They're trying to put more money in their bank accounts, and they're trying to leverage their assets in a way to where we're going to wake up one day, and, you know, I don't know if you've seen the movie Small Soldiers. It's it's kind of a weird movie to reference, at, at, you know, in this conversation. But in Small Soldiers, if you go the back. Gorgonites? Dude, the Gorgonites Pearson and Dunst. the fucking Commando Elite. Uh, if you go back and you watch this movie, <laughs> they literally, in the early 90s, they're predicting what is going on today. The toy shop, the local toy shop, is losing all of their business because these smart toys are being pumped out by this corporation. And the smart toys are able to hear what the kids are thinking and hear what the adults are thinking and doing. And they fucking try and take over the world. You know what I mean? Like, we're heading to that point, dude. I'm trying and it's, to... it sounds crazy, but it's interesting when you look back at Hollywood and you know how much Hollywood has an influence on what we think and what we do and how we dude. spend our money. 
I'm trying to convince Karl Marx here that he's more on his like, side than, than than what he thinks he is. But no, Karl Marx's ideas are great, but his oh, it, there's a there's a difference between ideas and actions. Karl Marx has great ideas, but the fucking ideas don't work. I'd love for every human being on Earth to be equally fucking funded, but. The difference is that, like, all of us will be, like, way down here, like, underneath the floor, getting, like, rats for food and $20 to spend for a month. And then there's there will be this small group on top that's getting trillions of dollars to spend. So, yeah, Karl Marx's ideas, fantastic. Practicality, spe- like, pra- like, practically speaking, there's no fucking way that that shit works out. Much like Obamacare. <laughs> I'm just I'm just mad at Karl Marx because he got to the whole Marxism first before I could. Like if I started my own philosophy, I could you have could probably Marxists, do you know, following me. But yeah, that ship sailed. Much like the Gorgonites. Anytime you bring up small soldiers, you're you know, that's that's a great Oh my god. I watched that Gorgonites, movie so many times on when VHS. When the Gorgonites get on that raft and sail down the river at the end of that movie, man, that sums up like my spirit right there. Like Mark, you kind of look like the Gorgonite uh leader. Gorgonite. Archer. Yeah, yeah, yeah Archer. That's me, dude. Shit, I'm that man. little yeah. Oh, I love Hey, you might movie. you might laugh about it, dude, but there's a lot of shit. If you go back and you watch that movie, there's a lot of fucking shit in there that it's to. like, dude, what the fuck? You know what yeah, I mean? We we actually we wanted to do for our Patreon like a movie kind of watching thing, movie review for like movies that have a message like Small Soldiers does. So thank you for adding that to the list, guys. That's <laughs> I do go, love dude. the Hollywood references to conspiracy theories. It's like my favorite part about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. dude. Well add Indian yeah, in the I cover mean, what, to that that movie list you? too. Native American in the cupboard, Ryan. I'm yeah, trying, and, to, trying to break you out of this bad habit. No, dude, Indian in the cupboard. Let's <laughs> let's keep it real. That's a that's another one that that's got some deep meaning to it. Welcome so. to the cupboard. Would you like some hot pancakes? <laughs> no, it, it, it's an interesting movie too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't. Well, I've never seen that. We'll have to watch that for sure. But you almost like when you get into a conspiracy like mode of like everything's a conspiracy you start to like lose your mind a little bit when you watch (laughs) these movies that the symbols are in because you're like oh my god it it really is everywhere once you have the the glasses on to see it you know like in the movie they live they did uh they did an episode about they live on tinfall hat recently and uh it turns out that that guy who wrote the the movie or like the idea that they had in mind was uh, more of like a socialist kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And because of like memeology, it was used a lot by like right wing people this past year. And um, it's yeah, memetics. So, I thought that was so interesting yeah, how it was like, you know, this movie was kind of socialist, kind of liberal which I I would have agreed with that absolutely know, um, before Trump came along, but you know I kind of not before Trump, but before this kind of neo leftism came along, I was a liberal, right? But anyways, besides that, it's like they live represents that 
but people were using it for this kind of conservative uh, movement, which brings me to my next question. Where do you guys stand on QAnon? That was, you know, obviously for the past maybe five years, QAnon's been a reality before Trump became president. QAnon was kind of just surfacing, you know, so what what do you guys stand? I mean, obviously now the media uses QAnon as this kind of catch-all to like demonize any kind of conspiracy, anything, you know, anybody who criticizes vaccines, anyone who's a vaccine critic, God forbid mm-hmm. you're a vaccine critic. Oh my God. You know, now you're, you're mixed in with the QAnon. So what do you guys think? Do you think it's like a disinformation campaign? Do you think it really is military intelligence trying to drain the swamp? Where do you guys stand on QAnon? Bunch of fucking retards. And I feel comfortable saying that because some of my best friends are retards. <laughs> yeah. You work with retards, right? Yeah. Um, no, I, <laughs> With, with QAnon, oh man, something changed uh, when QAnon started versus what it is now. Um, the same way that, in my opinion, AOC is a Republican plant, um, I think that the Republicans actually pay AOC to make the left look crazy as fuck. Um, because, you know, a, a lot of the things that she kind of thro- throws out there are just insane. And you get these idiotic kids that that follow her and i really don't know any older folks that that support aoc i'm sure they're out there i'm sure there's a good amount of people out there um i don't think she got elected fairly i mean we were just talking about like bill de blasio got elected as mayor of new york city on an eight percent vote not a margin but eight percent of people went out and voted for de blasio uh similar if not like on a lower scale i'm going to tell you like probably one or two percent of people uh, on a you know two-year basis vote for AOC, and that's what keeps her her in power. Um, but I think QAnon wow. is this... What's that? I said she's a honeypot. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, she's like fake hot, uh, way too skinny, teeth are way too big. Imagine getting your dick sucked by her. It would be dreadful. But, uh, you know... <laughs> With, with her, with with QAnon, I think that these things are they're psyops. They're they're exactly they're disinformation campaigns, and and what happens when something comes out that doesn't support their idea? They say disinformation is necessary, like that's just a a failsafe, saying that that we can tell you any information and, and it's fine. One of their first uh, you know posts was saying that Hillary Clinton was going to get arrested. That never happened, and it, it never will, quite frankly. Um, I mean, there, there's something to be said about uh, about this this psyop stuff, this COINTELPRO stuff, uh, which Mark, I know you're very familiar with with COINTELPRO, and you're very knowledgeable in it. Um, man, it, it's dangerous, dude. When when we have government that is totally against the people's free will and the people's betterment, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I. <clears throat> I'm glad you made that point because, you know, I have some friends who are very intelligent, you know, and they're into all the Q stuff. They follow all the Q stuff. And every time something comes up, I do get that kind of suspicion. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, there is that fail safe that they're falling back on. But at the same time, I'm always impressed. So my, I'm still I still have reservations about it. I, I I'm kind of, you know, 
I like to be proven wrong. You know, if I could be proven wrong every day, that'd be great because that means I learn something new every day, you know. Mm -hmm. So as far as the Q stuff, I still have faith that there is some reality to it. But I absolutely have had that suspicion that it is some kind of COINTEL pro type organization. I mean, <clears throat> some people might not know, but there was this Operation Gladio. You know, are you mm -hmm. familiar with Operation Gladio, right? In it Italy. So, yeah, Operation Gladio was part of this like P2 lodge, which is like a type of Freemason lodge in Italy. And all it did was kind of have this fomented fascist movement bubbling under the surface of whatever, you know, uh, Italy was going through after World War One, And then that created this whole World War Two um, fascist regime in Italy because they had been creating these secret groups within the Freemasons that would, you know, spread all this fascist propaganda throughout Italy. And, and that, you know, kind of, you know, there's all kinds of things you can get into on WW2, but we don't need to do that today. But yeah, I mean, I, I still have faith, but at the same time, <clears throat> you know, they're all politicians, you know, it's like yeah. Trump might be, you know, a different crime family, but at the end of the day, he's a crime family. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I think, you know, his crime family might be better than the one we had with Obama and the Clintons, you know, because kids seem to be getting saved and not victimized, but, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't well, know. Gladio... I mean, Dude, Gladio was very, very intricately tied in with Operation Northwoods in the United States. And I know that we don't want to get too much into that. But, um, you know, for your listeners that may not know, you know, Northwoods, it's literally like what us crazy assholes think of happened in 9-11, where it's like, dude, the government has a, a very, very vested interest in, in, you know, destroying their property for profit. You know, starting wars, the military industrial complex is very real. So, you know, anyone should look up uh, Operation Northwoods, Operation Gladio, and it'll just kind of let you know how dangerous these these neocon government assets or agents or whatever you want to call them, how dangerous and deadly they can be to the average human being in the United States or around the world. And anyone who's listening and interested in that, yeah. please turn into the Dangerous World Podcast, episode 58. Thank you very much. Just there you go. Regular PSA here. Nice yeah. plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, another one that's more you know prescient for our times that we're going through right now is the Weather Underground, which is a group of mostly you know wealthy liberal college students in the 1970s who went on these bombing campaigns literally mm. using truckloads of tnt and there wasn't really much media coverage on this either i mean this Jeez. terrorist network operated underground you know doing probably laying the foundation for the marxist kind of takeover that we're kind of seeing the fruition of today you know a lot of these people who are like the vets in antifa the kind of leaders of antifa were you know young guys when the weather underground was going on and that's where they made their kind of stake as a rebel and and it, it goes right in hand with what the unabomber said about you know this whole liberal 
wealthy upper class influence on society that will ultimately lead to you know the breakdown of freedom and and uh liberty as we know it from what we have thanks to the constitution you know well, yeah so mark i gotta think ask about you something the riots w- with Go those with those groups in colleges uh like that underground group that you're speaking of do you think that they're 90% uh, staged or 100% staged? Because at that age, dude, you're supposed to be all about like getting laid and like meeting new people and not giving a fuck about politics. Like, how is a how is a kid in a college age, and and just like the the world's at your shoulders? You're supposed to be having fun. Why are you trying to go out and cause destruction like that? You know, I've never been in that position, but I tend to think that people in that position, you know, you're talking about people in Ivy League schools, you're talking about people who were born into wealthy families for the most part. So I, I might just be wrong here, but I tend to think that these people probably have already had a lot of sex and done the drugs and got that out of them. And then as they get older, they don't, you know, want to do what their parents have set up for them. Like they don't want to be a part of daddy's law firm. So they hang around and do, you know, smoke pot and do well, maybe they were abused their college buddies. Yeah. And there's a lot of trauma that goes into this kind of social dynamic of wealthy people and their families, you know, like, kids tend to be more neglected the the wealthier people are because their parents have to spend more time with their careers and then they have the money to afford nannies who end up raising the kids and so these people you know in this position i think we're dealing with you know a different type of psychology when you when you talk about these upper class people who probably uh contributed to the ranks of the weather underground and different groups like that it's almost like they they never had a chance to like be rebels because of their, you know, all this schooling that they had to go through all this, you know, prominent schools where everything's taken care of. So when they get a chance to be in some terrorist group, if you're that type of person who wants to like get into fights and be rebellious, I makes sense that you would join that and, you know, not really give a shit what the political, you know, inclination was because you're just more concerned with you know doing whatever you want and living that hedonistic lifestyle that you were set up for by being pampered your whole life that's my just blue collar take on it you know but i've never been in an ivy league situation i've never really you know i've only rubbed shoulders with those people in public so i don't know how their private lives are of course Good point. Good point. No, man, I, I don't know. I just think that, you know, we're we're heading into a more divisive time and and the shit that's going on that we see uh, on the screens that I, I think arguably it's very, very uh, it's a totally contrived thing that we all have screens in our pockets and we always have news. Uh, a lot of people sign up for notifications on news. We're always getting the inside scoop or so we think. Uh, of information that's just popping out and there's a flood of information both correct and incorrect that's just constantly constantly coming into our our eyes and our ears and our brains and everything you know it's it's scary man it's scary 
not yeah. to circle back to that last point, but like me and Mark spent, uh, you know, years in New Haven and uh, somebody like George W. Bush, like Mark has said this before on previous episodes, like he wasn't known to be the best guy. And, you know, he did have a history of what Mark, like going into the bars and like, I don't know. I don't remember what you, what you said. Jay's, Jay's being too polite. George W. Bush and his father were both assholes they were both drunkards. George yeah. W. Bush used to get arrested in town for driving his car around drunk. Kid was a loser, had bad grades in school. I mean, the fact that he became president and you can talk to people who live in New Haven today who remember what he was like because he was kind of like, you know, oh, that's the, you know, his father was famous when he was in school his father was known it wasn't the president yet but his father was like you know cia director politics. so people knew he, yeah and people knew like this kid you know george w bush was somebody so he had a reputation around town and there's still people like around that talk about like oh yeah he was an asshole like <laughs> like a moron you know do we forget too that he owned a baseball team for a while george w bush owned a fucking baseball team for a while dude <laughs> I mean, dude, even, even I didn't know that. yeah, the Astros. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the Houston Astros. So that's an MLB team. Not I mean, that's isn't some fucking dude, bullshit team. Even draft dodgers can get elected to president these days, so whatever. Oh my god, dude. We're not talking about fucking Trump. You just have to ask him whether it's his left his left ankle or his right ankle, is all I'm saying. Okay, well what what jobs has your god Obama ever had other than the CIA? Constitutional lawyer. No, he was a fucking CIA operative. That's confirmed. Uh, no man, I, I dude. Hey, that... Trump's TV show was cool. Hell yeah, dude! The Apprentice. <laughs> the Apprentice. I'm I'm about Come that on. life, dude. Give him some credit. And, he was and his daughter's super too. hot. Come on, <laughs> little little rascals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm down to give him all that credit. Just as long as you line him up behind Muhammad Ali as a draft dodger, I'm good with that. For the record, we have reached full idiocracy. Uh, you know the movie Idiocracy. Because Trump literally is in the WWE Hall of Fame, and in the movie Idiocracy, we've got a uh, a professional wrestler as president. The Rock's talking about running. Kanye West ran. I mean, we're we're there, guys. Gatorade, we're there Gatorade in, in the toilets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck, man. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has some clout another in Hollywood the political reference. World. What's that? Yeah. Well, that. Oh, I said another Hollywood reference. Yeah, dude. Scary stuff. Jay's man. keeping score. <laughs> yeah. No, well, dude. That kind of brings me to my the last kind of question, kind of rounding off the year. We have majority of the country voting for Trump. We have the blue states and the blue cities voting for Biden and and mailing it in, mailing it in. Um, and then we have obviously Biden. The media declares in the winter, there's still, you know, votes to be counted, still lawsuits to be made. Obviously, this election is probably unlike any other in history, maybe besides the one where like Aaron Burr shot a guy. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, you know, what do you guys think about the election? Like, do you think it was fraudulent? Do you think that Trump's going to win? Do you think Biden's going to win? What do you, where do you think we, we, we come out of this one? Yeah. I mean, uh, Mark, real quick, uh, before we get into it, 
what about the the idea that we're hearing over and over again that this was the most secure election in the United States history? We're hearing that from the the the, the guy <laughs> who was put in by Trump. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? What do you think I, about that, Mark? Oh my! I heard his hearing today. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I heard that uh, Biden's brother is a big investor in uh, Dominion, which is a company that's uh, German, right? They count their vote the votes in Germany. So, yeah, I think there's fishy stuff on uh, both sides, but yeah, I, Dominion I mean, we're, is we're, actually a... we're Trumpers over here if it comes down to it. Yeah, dude, Dominion's actually, it's a Canadian company, ran out of Denver with ties to China okay. and Germany. Um, I did a, 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 a okay, nice little okay. video on that that I'm very proud of. Um, but, I mean, dude, Nancy Pelosi's Thank husband you. is a silent partner. Smartmatic is their software operator that has ties to the Chavanistas, Hugo Chavez, uh, Maduro, out of out of uh, where the fuck they're from. Um, you know, there's a lot of Venezuela. interesting... Yes, Venezuela. Sorry, um, there's a lot of shit that's been going on. Um, this is why we, you know, Joe Biden was the pick instead of Bernie Sanders, dude. I mean, dude, I still see so many Bernie Sanders stickers, and I understand the the idea of liking Bernie Sanders. I do not for one second in my fucking life, whether I'm asleep, awake, or dead, I don't believe that Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama. I hate Barack Obama, but I can understand why he's a very exciting candidate for the left. He's he's a black, good-looking gay dude that fucks a transvestite man, right? I mean, it's it's a fun <laughs> thing for the left. So we see why they like that. But with the left, that's this party of tolerance and get old white men out of there. We're going to vote for the most corrupt old useless politician arguably called over and over again the dumbest me dumbest member of the senate joe fucking biden with his little stroke smile and then yeah. not even that dude kamala harris arguably is who they voted for right tulsi gabbard exposed her week one of the fucking primaries getting her the fuck out right no one fucking wanted kamala harris she's the most radical she's got ties to the knights templar done some very corrupt shit in california as the ag She's a she's a, a a walking garbage can, you know what I mean, uh, or arguably a cum dumpster. Yeah. If you're talking to Willie Brown, and not I to mean, mention, not ahead. to mention that the uh, the people that are gonna make everything so inclusive, you know, chosen all female candidate because yeah, that's you know inclusive. You know, we're gonna include everybody as long as you're female, right? That's the yeah. new way that this is going and as soon as they assassinate biden it's going to be kamala harris you know nancy pelosi and all the other females that they appoint the best well, part the is thing. you got the uh krebs guy uh the guy who said this was the most secure election he testified today and the, the his main point was oh let's just move along from this we just have to move on like this isn't a big deal, you know. We just gotta move, yeah, just on. Yeah. move on. JFK That's the got left shot. Point. Just move on. The Twin Towers got blown up by dancing Israelis. Just move on. <laughs> yeah, it's all happened already, so there's nothing that we can do. And that's the point is they want us to move on. But I don't know if you've heard this this uh theory that Kamala Harris is actually a man named Kamal Arush. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh uncanny resemblance. Uh, you know. Uh, Indian man from India. Not uh, I'm not throwing shade at the Native American community here. True Indian man over in India. Kamal Arush. Look into that. That's very interesting. But 
in my opinion, oh, uh, Kamala Harris is Obama's uh, tie to the White House. Uh, Obama straight up said that you, you can never underestimate Joe Biden's uh, capability to fuck something up. Obama does not like Joe Biden. He doesn't. The reason that he had to choose Joe Biden was because he's a well-known racist and he is a dixocrat, right? He's he's a fake, he's a, a, a very racist dude. But he, you know, even in 2008, he said Obama is the first clean, articulate African-American he's ever met in his life. So, you know, I'm going to get behind this guy and, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to run with him. And, you know, it, it got his family boatloads of opportunity which is all coming to fruition now. We're all seeing this. And, you know, we we did an episode about the uh, 1807 Insurrection Act where, you know, there's ample opportunity for Trump to come in and say, Biden's compromised with these emails from this Hunter Biden laptop, which we got a lot of, like, the dick pics. We got a lot of the stuff that really isn't important as far as, like, damning uh, evidence to say that the Biden crime family is very, very proficient in fucking over America and being pro-CCP, pro-China. But there's a lot of information on there that is actually incriminating Kamala Harris, too, saying that, hey, man, like, neither one of these are, are fit to run the country. They're compromised. They're, you know, adversaries, uh, you know, assets. We need to get these guys out. We cannot have them in. That's the 1807 Insurrection Act, and it also kind of goes back to that uh, 2018 executive order that he filed back in September of, two, of uh, 2018, saying that, hey, anyone that's fucking with our elections, anyone that's like giving benefit to our enemies overseas, they're not fucking allowed to, to be a business anymore in the United States, and we get to take their assets, and we get to do what we want with them. So there's going to be some interesting things going on. Trump's not just going to roll over, dude. Trump's not going to just walk out of the White House. Biden's fucking inauguration is going to be virtual. Get that around in your fucking brains, people. Think about that for one second. Trump can go and do his inauguration at the White House or wherever the fuck they do it in uh, in D.C. Between, uh, where is that, on, on the lake there, the little stream, the Washington, D.C. thing. Wherever they do the real thing, he's going to do his inauguration in person. Biden's going to do his over the fucking computer. Which one are we going to accept? That's when the Civil War fucking starts, or that's when some other shit starts, man. Some sh some fireworks are going to fucking go off in the very near future here. Well, that's the thing, is is the media is not covering the silent majority, right? No. I mean, Jay, Jay's one of Jay's family members actually went to a rally in Washington, D.C. Jay, did you? Your, uh, my mother you, went to the rally in Washington D.C. on Saturday. Yeah, million mega march. How many people were there? Uh, I mean, she she did say there was a lot of people there. Uh, I mean, I saw the videos. There's a crap ton of people there. Yeah, and not only movements like that, but we saw this summer with the um, Children's Lives Matter movement, which was yeah. another movement that got no media coverage. You know, my boss, Sam Tripoli, was at that movement, and he said there was hundreds of people at that rally in Los Angeles. So if we consider how many people are waking up to this, I would love to see, uh, you know, God forbid anybody gets hurt. I don't want to call for that, but I would love to see what kind of small movement is going to... I mean 
come against the Trump supporters. I mean, it's really not going to be anything formidable. The UN is going to have to step in and provide all these pencil neck liberals, you know, these like these Antifa people. I mean, no offense to anybody listening that, you know, like I said, I used to watch the Daily Show and be progressive, the most progressive person. That's another reason why my family thinks I'm crazy. But at the end of the day, it's like the people who are, you know, supporting Biden are few and far between compared to the Trump supporters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it's it's you no matter which, which way you look at it, it's like. Uh, the elephant in the room sort of thing at this point you know it if you look at the videos of the for example the march on saturday it was people not only people waving trump flags but there were people in bulletproof vests you know like these 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 are people that are literally ready to go and that's the like that's the truth is that there are people ready to go we saw it all year of the other side ready to go and it's just like the perfect storm at this point, you know, people have oh, been yeah. locked down for almost a year. Like they, they're running out of money. It's like, it's crazy. Well, you know what, dude, like you said a lot there too, uh, Jameson, that, you know, I get bulletproof vest ads on my Instagram feed and I've never one time looked into bulletproof vests. Um, what happened back when George Floyd was, was, uh, you know, supposedly murdered by a Freemasonic police officer. People were locked down in March. People were locked down for about a month. What are we getting right now? We're getting the second round of rollouts of, of, of lockdowns. People are building up angst right now. If the the same people that went out and rioted for George Floyd, uh, who is a another walking trash can, horrible human being, fuck that dude. I don't think that he should have been murdered by a cop, but he's a piece of shit, so fuck him. Uh, you know... We're going to go out there and we're going to rally and fucking fight over this dude. This dude that fucking beat the shit out of pregnant women, uh, held gun to pregnant women's bellies. Literally, the, since the day he died, that's how long he's been sober from drugs. So fuck him. I don't give a fuck. Now, drugs aren't the worst thing in the world. But if you're going to go out and you're going to try and fight people over that, that's a that's a different story. And you're going to, you know, cause harm to other people. That's no good. Um Sometimes, man, people need to fight for what they believe in. I personally believe that tough times breed tough men, and there's a lot of pussy men walking around out there, and we need to actually find our our strength again. You know, this is why Britain went from owning the entire world to having a tiny fucking island, basically, is because all of their, their alpha men got wiped out in World War One and World War Two. And, and all of the other wars along the way. There is an attack on these alpha men, and it's still going on. We see it in, in mainstream media today, and it's specifically the white alpha male, right? Uh, you know, Spider-Man, he's this beta cuck that has these fucking superpowers, so he's cool. But every other white alpha man is a villain in, in Netflix series specifically and all this other stuff. I'm not saying that white men are, are uh, oppressed or anything. But um, there is a tide turning right now where we see a lot of attack on this, quote, toxic masculinity. Let me tell you something, motherfucker. You wouldn't be alive without toxic masculinity. And you wouldn't be born in the United States without toxic masculinity. We have toxic masculinity to thank for our cushy lives right now. But I, I will say that, you know, to the alpha male point, it's like, 
it takes far more courage to stand up and speak your mind peacefully than it does to throw a fist or throw a foot. And, you know, I can say that from experience as a martial artist, you know, I become more anxious when it comes to like a confrontation where I think that, you know, I'm going to have to like the mask thing, you know, I'm always getting into little like talks with people when they tell me I should be wearing a mask, you know, and that is nerve wracking. You know, you need to have courage to stand up and be like, Hey, I disagree with that. And I'm not going to go along with this whole follower thing. And whether you agree with masks or not, I think that's a stance you should take on everything in your life. Cause if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything, you know, yeah. that's kind of the way I live my life is, you know, stand for something or fall for anything. You know, you gotta, gotta be able to stand up and speak your mind and, uh, and yeah, I don't want to advocate violence, but that's what it seems like they're trying to get out of people. You know, they're saying like, oh, QAnon people are prone to violence. You didn't see anybody fighting anybody at the uh, at these million MAGA marches. You know, there was no gunfire, even though a lot of. Um, so, yeah, I just think that they're just trying to push people to violence push people to civil war incite this kind of uh, division in the country and you know obviously the media propaganda has been stronger than ever this year that's why i stopped watching tv in 2018 you know i just do podcasts now so everybody who's listening thanks for being here um but yeah anything you guys want to say wrapping this up like how you felt about uh, the year and any closing thoughts. Yeah, dude. I mean, um, Mark, a, a thousand times, man. Thank you for having us on, dude. This is like one of the, the first uh, podcasts that we've jumped on. We've been focused so much on our show. And uh, it, this is a great way just to kind of get us out there uh, to new audiences. And I know that you're well-connected in the crazy people community. So I love it, dude. So thank you. Um, I, I would say, man, you know, I recommend that people watch deep state sponsored media just to kind of get the adversaries, uh, you know, idea on things and to kind of like combat that. No, no, thine enemy. right? Yeah, exactly, man. I watch tons of news. I read, dude, every day I wake up and I read my Apple sponsored news uh, app. You know, I I, I read that. And then I also read my conspiracy news. uh, Conspiracy dot news is an incredible website for anyone that's out there trying to get like you know, alternative thoughts. Um, so I read both, man. I think that, that it's very important to kind of stay tuned in. I, I watch, you know, Hollywood movies and I watch, you know, uh, this songbird movie just came out. I wanted to watch it. I heard it sucks ass. And I think that that's done intentionally. Um, but you know, man, I don't know where we're going in the future. You know, I, I think that, that we're in for some turbulent times and I think things are going to get rough. Uh, so with that being said, um, you know, dangerous world podcast on, uh, anywhere that you, that you check out podcasts, um, our, our social media, um, we mostly focus on Instagram, dangerous world pod on Instagram. We have a Patreon, uh, three, five and $10 tiers. That's where we kind of, uh, you know, do extra content. We do multiple weekly videos, uh, conversations. And then sometimes I'll put out like an extra, uh, deep dive of just straight facts that are unbiased, um, just straight, straight facts. A lot of our, our content's biased, obviously, but, um, 
No, man, I, I'm grateful for the opportunity to come on and, and chat with uh, with you, Mark, and Jameson and Adam here. Uh, really had a had a good time, just kind of joking around, talking talking some shit, and uh, fuck the new world order and the lizard people. That's my closing thoughts. You think that really thrilled Mark, <laughs> especially with our last episode? I know we were always rushing around and our different time schedules here, and we're libertarian as fuck in Arizona, so we don't want to listen to daylight savings time and all that good shit. So thank you for your patience with us. Please, guys, hit us up uh, uh, at the Dangerous uh, Dangerous World Podcast at gmail.com. In addition to that, we also have some Facebook pages, Facebook groups. Uh, Adam Jameson, thank you for your guys' ears. Uh, we, we, we love doing this stuff, guys. Uh, you can hit me up personally at Dangerous Gent uh, on, on, on Instagram, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Dean DWP. And hey guys, I wanted to send you all a shirt. We just we we are always printing merch, Mark. I'd love to send you a shirt. Um rock that shit in front of Sam Tripoli and uh you know Jameson and Adam too. Um I'll, I'll send you guys some shirts. Um it's it's a nice uh oh, yeah. age of, of of regression of a human turning into a sheep. It's nice and it's a nice fun thing and uh you know I, I can't thank you guys enough just for for chatting with us this evening. Mark is bananas. Crazy. Okay, this guy's losing his mind. I'm Don't listen crazy to him. For feeling so lonely. Follow us on Patreon.com slash NFTIC. That's Patreon.com slash NFTIC.